0: I wanna kind of talk about what's gonna happen with the shift 2.0 and how these changes are going to affect everyday realtors. So uh, let's start to get through them. Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast hosted by Jeff Seaboss and Phil Sexton. It's time to put the consumer first in real estate. Our podcast offers state-of-the-art internet tactics and lead conversion methods. We teach you how to become a better realtor and a more valued resource that your sphere will want to use. Episode eighty-eight. So, what I'm seeing right now is there are major effects on the real estate marketplace, and I want to go through them because what I'm seeing is is that. Hi, I'm Jeff Seebach. Welcome to the Solution. Hey, Molly Rundle, what's up, dude? How are you? So what I said in my blog on agenttruth.com was that it's why our phone is not going to ring. And what I mean by that is that, I guess, let me get into a story and I'll kind of explain. So this weekend, I was, um, we got a call on one of our listings in DC Ranch and the house was listed at 965, I think, or something like that. It doesn't matter. But anyway, the consumer, the buyer, called and made an appointment to see the house. Okay, which was fine, normal. Everybody's like normal, normal, normal. Well, the consumer came to the house, and of course, they already knew that it was three bedrooms, three baths, price at 965. They knew it had a pool, a spa. Um, but the difference was they weren't with their realtor. And as I started talking with them, they engaged with me and they wanted to have, they wanted some comps on the property and they said they were interested. And then when I reached back out with them to follow up after I engaged him in providing comparable sales information, we talked about financing, which is all the makings of a deal. Um, they disclosed to me that they knew an agent and that they did not want to. They they said that after, uh, sorry, the different lighting at the house here, um, after having viewed the property and and discussing the comps and all that stuff, they expressed that they didn't like the floor plan or whatever it was. Um, and I said, well, obviously I would like you to buy that house. I'm sorry I didn't like it and they said, well, we're hoping to get a great room instead of this and we didn't like the because the house is kind of set up more as a uh, f- with a secondary bonus room and, and they didn't kind of need that. So the floor plan really just didn't work for them. And I said, Hey, you know, are you looking in DC ranch or neighborhoods around there? And they said, Yeah, and they started talking to me and they said, Well, I said, I got another listing that's coming on the market, a, a pocket listing. And they start asking me questions about that going back and forth. And then I said, well, there's another neighborhood that I think that's perfect for you. I think I can identify a house over in that neighborhood. And that's when the consumer said, well, if we're going to engage a agent to help us find a house, then we're going to use an agent friend that we know shift. 2.0, right? So this is the dilemma that consumers are putting agents in all around the US is that now because they really don't need buyer representation until they want to write the contract, they're um, engaging lots of competition. So, um, So the question was in my blog that I wrote why your phone's not going to ring more in 2019 on agent truth was I said, there's going to be a reduction in force. Well, what is happening here is that if this person that's out shopping then engages in a conversation is that they're going to look to negotiate less of a commission is what we've seen is that they want to double side the deal. And I know lots of, excellent realtors out there that offer different commissions. And now if you are watching in MLS and you see that uh, more people are doing uh, variable commission, um, but there's a lot of pressures on the commission structure charged by realtors all around the U S in the, cause what is what has happened and what my reduction in force is referring to is that there are too many, agents, unfortunately, right? So now in Maricopa County, there's 50,000 agents. So now when you ask someone if they, you know, have a realtor or no realtor, the answer of course is yes, because every other block there is a realtor. Um, but it does then put the pressure on what is the the value that realtors are offering. Um, and the, what the why I believe that there's going to be a significant reduction in force is that um the pressure on commissions due to the increased competition of so many realtors out there also when the part-time agents um get in there and they're doing um deals or or kickbacks or whatever however you want to call it, obviously kickbacks are illegal but i mean, uh re- significantly reducing their income because they're not providing a service it's just putting a massive challenge on the people that are trying to provide a level of service one, two, or in, in my case, I feel 10 levels above what someone that's doing one or two deals can provide. And any feedback is welcome, please. Anyone out there, thank you for all that are watching. Um, crazy stuff, right? Okay. So reduction in force is my first one. And that um, why I say your phone's ringing less is that if that person would have wanted to write an offer, we already had talked about comps and financing and all that stuff. Unfortunately, they didn't work calling their friend. And I know that a lot of people's business practices are predicated on having great friendships, but because the tools that are now available to the consumer to shop on their own, because, the tools are Zillow, Trulia, homes.com, realtor.com, and even your own website. When you give them an address, they have you know, the map feature on their phone and on my phone in front of me, but everybody is familiar with the map feature. I mean, I even got a map feature in my car for goodness sake. So when I say tools, they can find the house, they can see the pictures, they can drive out to the lot. And then if there's an open house, or in this case, it wasn't even an open house. They just made an appointment. But what I found out is that I coach a lot of agents and agents are very good at real estate. Meaning what we've defined traditionally as real estate is I help people buy a house. I negotiate the contract. I do all that stuff and we feel that as real estate, but now the way that we're going to, um, have to compete for business is changing massively. Um, it's just crazy out there. All right, so all right, let's go to number two. All right, kind of related to number one, but, or kind of related mostly to the story that to to you is that your sphere is now shopping online. So the, as the story that I just told, that realtor, was not shopping. Well, they probably were emailing her client homes. But to me, when what I call shopping is that when a consumer sees something online, then gets in a car and drives out to the store, i.e. the house, that's called shopping. So they're looking online and then heading down the path. And What I explained in my story was that that realtor loses leverage in the situation. To me, what's going to happen is, is if the listing agents are doing all of the work, it's going to put a a lot more pressure on the buyer agent side commission. I mean, I had this debate with a awesome broker from central Phoenix named Brian North about eight months ago in a mastermind group because he was saying that he thought that there would be more commission compression on the on the listing side and to me the lister has all of the leverage in that now because the you know there's a lot of pressure on because to me as we do we do 50 50 we do a lot of buyers and we do a lot of sellers and the buyers are, let me say this way, we're out on the seller side. Now I'm not talking uh, those of you that are doing a sign, a post, a rider, and a lockbox, and then sticking in MLS. I'm talking when you're providing a level of service much higher than that um, to drive more traffic, then you're doing more work than the, the buyer's agents. I mean, because I think that at, as we continue down this thing, we're gonna see. I don't see how we don't uh, see more uh, levels in how things are paid based on the services that we provide. So, any questions or comments out there in the crowd? I appreciate you all watching. All right, good deal. All right. So, under because what it is is your 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 sphere of influence is being syruped in a deal, and I think it's easiest to understand is when your friend i think everybody anyone out there i would say it's happens to me actually i have one now um good friends live in wingate ranch and they were driving up pima road one day and they walked into a new build okay and unfortunately the new build uh they were just looking around had them sign in and now mr Seabog gets zero commission okay so why I am naming this as number two is because this is going to happen, not just on new builds, but it's going to happen on regular sales. Cause you're, we've gotten to become, um, not involved in the search process. And I believe that will be challenged because the, um, basically we're, we're starting to move ourselves out of what was once part of our job. All right. So um, I said that I think that, you know, uh, realtors over the next couple of years, because the shift begins with the idea that there's going to be less deals, like for instance, in uh, January, in the Phoenix metro area, we did 10% less deals because of the spike uptick in interest rates uh, in the back half of the year, which, what do you know, happened to coincide with the election. So um, the same thing would happen in 2013, because I don't believe that interest rates rising at a slow pace affects buying, but when it goes up, it went up roughly about three quarters of a point in three months that will stunt the marketplace, and that's what we saw, and that what we continue to see uh, through January, and now since we saw interest rates come off five, you know, a half a percent or almost three quarters of a percent Um, after the news of the real estate market slowing down because everybody needs the real estate market being 17% of the comp, the economy to continue. um, We started to see markets pick up, but it's clear that 2019 doesn't appear that we're going to do as many. I mean, right now we're uh, looking at doing 90, I think it's going to be between 93 and 94,000 homes where we did 97,000 in 2018. So it's off a little bit, meaning, okay. So if you're losing, um, a little, maybe one deal. If you, let's say you do 20 deals and use one deal, maybe two deals to the market being off. And now to the second item, um, your sphere shopping online, you'd lose, two deals there. Now you can see why I believe that you are going to have to, and because my, my focus is helping people continue to stay on the offense more and learning new ways to uh, find business and create leads because they're just relying on their sphere. Unfortunately, you know, it's uh, what they say about why actors aren't married longer. They got too many options, right? So, Hey, We'll move on. All right. Number three is uh this one was originally uh and I think will be eventually a book by Phil Sexton, uh hopefully and myself as well, but it's PBTI. PBTI. So people believe the internet. So uh we just taught a class in Saint uh, no, 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 in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh a shout out to Allison, uh the head of the Kansas City Association of Realtors for bringing us in. Uh, They had a couple inches of snow that morning where we were going to speak there, but we were sharing some love. A Shout out to anybody that's listening up there in Kansas City and the surrounding area. Those people were just awesome. They were engaging and it was just a great class. Thank you so much for uh, braving the snow to come here, me and Phil talk. But the third item is agents have not cared enough and not have focused on their presence on the internet and that people believe the internet PBTI. Okay. What does that mean that when you have a friend and or someone in your sphere of influence that you've been talking to and they Google you and they don't find third party reviews, your phone's gonna ring less. I mean, this was really, really documented to me well in 2013 when I noticed that I wanted to up my internet game. Um, Now, five years later, I'm doing, you know, let's see, probably last year, you know, 10 times more sphere of influence business than I did in 2013, I'll stop rocking. (laughs) Um, And it's because, I believe that we have not been pushed hard enough to develop a better web presence. Because the key to people leaving the internet, the the thing that you want to control the most is your own website, and you want to be able to have your website come up first, Um, and you want to have your clients click on your website so when they're searching for other real estate activities, your website comes up first. So back what it is, is that when your name's Google, now here's the trick is you can't, you know, check it on your own because if you type in your own name, Google knows it's you, they serve up the things that you want them to serve up. Kind of have to go to the public library. But what I see in general, not everybody out there, but most realtors, they have a very thin and worthless web presence. I mean, I want to help everybody out there because I, I mean, the thing is, is we have to know that this is how we're being judged and why, um, we are going to, you know, people believe the internet is that when most of us are being uh, Googled there's major sites that are winning with our name and with our listings, stuff like Zillow realtor.com Trulia, uh, homes.com or our own brokerage. And on these sites, especially the aggregators, meaning Zillow, Trulia, real.com homes.com. There's other people presented when our name is presented, meaning that um, Google or Zillow usually presents three or four agents. Everybody knows that on the side. And now when your face is out there and your friend sees it, um, and you have one review. There's a realtor with sixty views, real or sixty reviews next to you. There's realtors out there with two hundred reviews, or even six hundred, or even Mark Spain that's got you know nearly fifteen hundred Zillow reviews about him out out in Georgia. That, um, who are they going to call when you're Googled? I hope your, your relationship is pretty strong, but um, your value is being challenged at every moment on the internet as others are owning the, the internet presence. I mean the thing about the people believe the internet is is that Zillow has 36 million visitors and those visitors equate to about 180 million visits a month and then truly has about 23 and on down the list. But the reality is is that we have not cared because we look at Zillow as the enemy. And I think that we're going to have to realize that first we're going to have to um, learn how to uh, differentiate ourselves in the web more. So anyway, all right. but this is the shift because if that call from your friend, when they go on there, and you they they can't tell if you're a realtor or not, and they're on Zillow, and there's someone that just sold 12 houses in your neighborhood, you're gonna lose that call to the local area expert, because that's what people are still looking for, local area expertise. All right. This is my favorite controversial one, and that's relationships are moving to, are losing to partnerships. So um, we have seen, uh, and a really take advantage of this on the other side, meaning that there's lots of partnerships that are coming into real estate. So what, what, what do you mean partnerships, Jeff? Okay, so um, there's a thing out there called Rocket Mortgage. Has anyone heard of that? Any questions, welcome. So Rocket Mortgage is, uh, let's see, the is it in the top? I think they're in the top five now for mortgage origination in the U.S. So I think that no matter whether you're in Phoenix or you're in St. Louis or if you're in Chicago or if you're in Atlanta, Rocket Mortgage is advertising massively. Well, they came out with a thing called Rocket Homes. So um, because they're doing one out of five, I believe that it's going to affect your your. I mean, a your marketplace. You're going to go with the like. There's a a part. I know that. They, uh, they being um, Rocket Mortgage has a partnership with sending referrals to their friends, meaning their uh, referred partners. Because I know that they own like a real estate company that they send the referrals to, so it's legal and all that stuff. But now that didn't like that didn't exist in that partnership because of how well Rocket Mortgage did for them comes through strongly referred to your, which was your client. And it's hard because as I mentioned before, the aggregators, Zillow, let's see, I saw them on uh, TV. And then I see Rocket Mortgage on TV and I hear them on the radio, meaning their bar- marketing budgets are much greater than let's say, you um, the brokerage that I'm working for is not spending that money. I mean, one of our big reasons to move away and to move to exp is we were looking for more support from a broker, but it's not just that my old brokerage it's what I see from all the other major brokerages out there is that they're going to have to get a clue what's going on because their message is, I'm sorry, it's, it's missing the point. It's they're fighting battles that are, they're behind the curve. And you know, when I did my open house this weekend and the buyer came up to the open house, I realized that the market has changed and most of the agents out there are still uh, behind the curve. And why we're doing the solution is we got to learn to put the consumer first. And their needs ahead of us so that we can remain between us and them moving forward. All right. I think this is the a major driving force. So number five is the rise of low-cost, high-service. If you're trying to, to follow along with me, um, go to agenttruth.com, click on blogs, and it's why your phone will not ring more in 2019. So... Um, number five is the rise of the low cost high service realtors. Now, uh, we had, uh, our guest Matt Laracy, who was absolutely spectacular last week, just an agent killing it. AmeriCorps down in Chicago. Big shout out, Matt. Thank you. I know you're not listening because you said you didn't listen, but just an awesome dude who's kicking butt, eight member team up in Chicago, top five realtor in the Chicago land area. So, the rise of the low cost, because Matt was challenging me and he's like, Well, Jeff, you know, there was a VRBO, dot, or not VRB, called uh, for sale by owner.com. You know, he said, that, you know, if I remember, we had help you sell in 2005. But the difference is that the internet increases the speed of the message okay so now when you combine i'm talking about companies like uh homie or purple bricks um, they haven't had a ton of traction but they have uh, companies like open door companies like offerpad i mean offerpad did a a a super bowl ad right Like, if you think, I don't know, I don't got the money for Super Bowl ad, but, and maybe they don't, maybe it's gonna cause them broke, but what it is, is they're changing. This is the strongest driving force in the shift 2.0 is that they're changing the mindset of the consumer for I don't know how long. I mean, we hope it's not forever, but they're selling that selling houses should be done at a lower cost i mean if you hear people like jeff bezos one of the smartest people on the planet right the guy that runs amazon when you hear these companies talk about uh looking to provide uh real estate at a lower cost you realize that this is coming this this is where we go those that are watching on Facebook, if you're listening, I did a little swoop-de-swoop because that's when number five makes number one real, 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 because, um, as commissions are challenged, because these new entrances are making it easy or seem or appear easy to sell houses. And even though, Zillow's buying one out of a hundred and open doors buying one out of 10 or whatever the math is. The idea is, is that they're affecting that many people and it is changing our future. So because, I mean, I've had the shift. I have, I'm now shucking and jiving as I've always done as a realtor, as the market's changing and I'm going out and meeting consumers and I'm having conversations and now in phoenix everybody's got an offer i went out and did a pitch out in glendale um and the buyer's like yeah we're we're talking to purple bricks and i'm like you know i sold 10 times the amount of houses they did in the phoenix area last year i i don't know that they have the experience in our local market yet but you know I." I would say that's a good deal, right? I mean, it's they're providing full, you know, their sign lockbox, they're doing open houses and they're doing it at such a low cost that because the, the big brands out there, have not done a good job of continuing to establishing their value with the consumer at a higher level because they were so focused on just recruiting agents and not paying attention to the consumer. The consumer wanted and is looking for lower costs. And now we have these people that are feeding that model and you're starting to see, you know, open door gain some, some ground, but more important, the rhetoric has continued to, I mean, I'm hearing it, right? Like, so this this month I had, I don't know, I think 20 listing appointments, 25 listing appointments. And I can hear it. I mean, everybody knows who Zillow is. Everybody knows who, you know, Open Door or, I mean, it's just how, what are we doing to shift? The thing is, is that they're buying the house, right? And presenting it as a marketing fee, not as a realtor commission, but because the offer is upfront. And if it's acceptable, it's devalue, you know, essentially that devalues the traditional realtor that's trying to, uh, do open houses to market the house, to get an offer. And they're leaving with that. And that massive change is, uh, yes, keeping me up at night. So, um, what it was, number five was the rise of the low cost, high service. I mean, here's the, here's why it's going to happen is 92% of the volume in Maricopa County is under 500,000. Now I do believe that the volume over that where this not as present, um, will not be as affected as much as, but it's really the entire market, right? 92% last year we did 90, uh, what? 97,000 homes and 92% of 90, let's call it restaurant up to 98 is a lot of freaking houses, right? Like almost the entire marketplace when you look at it. And therefore, this is why we're going to say that the market has been consumed. So, um, I like to thank Lynn Seabach for the artwork for today's show. (laughs) I took it out of her bathroom. Sorry. I just, I needed to get the message out. So, um, a little different. So. Okay. Now, number six of the shift 2.0 is that volume will lessen. So as we go, as the economy starts to, I mean, I I don't know. I don't actually don't think that the economy is going to slow now that everybody's pumping the brakes, afraid that the economy is going to slow. I don't know that we don't just continue on this path for a little bit longer. I mean, you know what maybe we can have the 90s hi puppy uh, maybe we can have the 90s all over again so but the reality is is as we're gonna sell 94,000 homes versus 97 last year that's the current pace when I say volume will lessen but now this is the sixth item of why Realtors are gonna have to change their game it's why we need to learn how to put the consumer first because we have not over the last uh, 20 or 30 years. And the last thing we'll end with is we as realtors need to understand the difference between customer service and providing, uh, putting the consumer first, okay? And, And actually becoming better realtors. Right. So, um, I explained this on the, the, uh, podcast with Matt Laracy and he used the same, he used the example of the, the San Diego Padres, how they offer the same amenities that Wrigley field does, but they don't put people in the seats because the product in this case, the product is us. Our product is the houses, but, The product is our service, not customer service, but meaning, um, what additional values do we offer to me on the buyer side, we've talked for now 80, some episodes and we're trying to push realtors to go harder because most people talk about, um, how many hot what they serve, they serve the foot long hot dogs and they serve the 16 or 32 ounce beers. Right. So they, they, sorry, that's Marley somebody's at the front door and I apologize. Um, but, um, we need to do a better job of increasing our value proposition is where I'm at. And that is, um, you know, what do you actually do to market your houses? Do you claim that the home sold in MLS is that you have those buyers, right? Like you hear those pitches out there. Everybody talks about they have international buyers and all that. And I'm not talking about one time I sold a house. I mean, the reality is, is I don't know how many international, I mean, I did a research in the 10 houses sold over 5 million and less than one of them, or one out of 10 was an international buyer. And actually he had lived here for eight years. The rest of them were all Phoenix locals. So I don't know why we're telling people that anyway, but there's exceptional service. I mean, it begins with on the buy side in realizing that if our first pitch when meeting a buyer is I will email you homes, realizes that you're going to make us, you're, you're going to be eliminated. I hate to say it that starkly, but they already have Zillow. They already have it on their phone. So what you're saying is I'll send you what you already have. Take that to heart and think about it. It's like we, we're letting ourselves be eliminated because we're not offering service above and beyond what is available out there already and that um buyers are now out shopping without us and they they always will out shop us but the thing is is you need to be out there with them and ahead of them as much as possible if you want value and then on the sales side we can't be focused on just price right that cannot be our only option to sell a house where we have to think of We have to be more consultants in how we can help people get more money, sell their house faster, do things that um, take the hassle away from them, not just the listing paperwork, not just the, I'll get photos for you. That's the, that's the expected. You need to do that as well. I mean, the thing is the hard part is, is that the customer service stuff doesn't go away, right? The, The Cubs, still need to serve hot dogs and beer and it still needs to taste good, but then they also need to um, bring in a shortstop or let's go to second baseman because he's really good. So the second baseman that hits 328 if they wanna fill the seats, meaning that if we wanna fill the seats, we need to start looking within and put the consumer first. So um, I think I said what I wanted to say. Uh, Thanks for you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed it, share the podcast. If you got questions, submit the questions. I'll answer them anytime. Um, we're looking for more realtors out there that are doing things to put the consumer first. We had Edna Kimmel on. Uh, she was awesome out of Oklahoma. Edna, thank you for the shirts. Me, Phil, and Shanley are very thankful. But we're challenging all of you to take us. A few levels higher, and I mean, this is a, a podcast about us not being eliminated from the transaction. Is that I know that um, I love being a realtor, and I love real estate, and I love serving people. But I will not be able to do it alone. And I'm asking you to dig deep, and change, and put the consumer first. I'm out of here. Thank you for listening. Now more than ever, it is important to put the consumer first. Check us out on all major streaming platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, and Stitcher. Information about one-on-one coaching or solution events, text 480-530-7972.